Hi guys, welcome to another episode of On Ghetto Stories. It's your girl Agnes, but some of you guys know me as Agnesita. Stay tuned. Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. On um, today's episode is actually going to be short because I just wanted to come on here to give people a little reminder that you know, it's great to have a thankful heart, to be thankful for the little things in life. I mean, anywhere from thankful, being thankful for your spouse, your partner, your career, your job, your shelter, accommodation, provision, your family. Like, the list goes on and on, guys. And I know this year has been quite challenging. It's been a life-changing one for a lot of people, you know, the divorce rate has been higher. Also, actually, some marriages also have happened in between. Um, they've been like a lot of life changing, powerful movements across the global world, like from the whole Black Lives Matter to the Polish, you know, abortion movement to, you know, like. Nigerian and SARS movement and many, many, many more. Not to talk about the elephant in the room, of course, COVID-19. Like, this has just been crazy, crazy year for a lot of us, as you can imagine. And obviously, I cannot even begin to imagine the pain that people who've lost their family due to, you know, this virus must be feeling. So, my heart really goes out to everyone out there who's lost one person or the other. Like, it really sucks to have to be surrounded or be at the gathering, at the big table during this Thanksgiving, and someone is missing in your family. So my heart breaks out for you guys, and I hope somehow time will heal all wounds and, you know, you guys will find a better place on how to look at life in the most positive light. Other than that, um, I would just like to say it's always nice to be grateful for the little things because if you're not grateful for the little things, the minimal, then you cannot expect the maximum to happen. You cannot expect the bigger things in life to happen. It's just a principle because if you're grateful for the little things then when the bigger things appear in your life like you will be for sure hands down grateful so guys just cultivate it make it a habit to be thankful like even in the morning be thankful that you're alive you're awake be thankful that you know you can actually go to job because a lot of people lost their job their businesses and you know you still have this advantage and benefit of going to work. So every little thing out there is worth being thankful for. So guys, DM me what you guys are grateful for. I did um, post on my Instagram, of course, on Agnesita, A-G-N-E-S-S-I-T-T-A. I did um, post there what people are grateful for and people say they're grateful for good life, they're grateful for being alive and being able to spend time with their family, 
they're grateful for actually finding one way or the other to travel. Um, they are grateful for not being broke. <laughs> that's real. Yes, absolutely. Actually, that's real. That I am grateful for that too. And, you know, they're grateful for good health. So I just kind of, you know, um, pack all of them in short, you know, basic, brief way. For me, though, um, I do feel everyone, I feel like, yes, I'm grateful for all of the above. But my main, main, main um, points that I'm grateful for are my health and my job, actually my side hustle job and um, I'm going to actually explain more in details uh, what I actually mean by this so once we're back from the break I'll tell you more I know lockdown is making everybody go crazy especially in Warsaw Poland and other European parts of the countries except Sweden of course I like to just remind you guys to take and use this opportunity to do something and learn something in your spare time. Have you always thought and wondered and have that thing at the back of your mind you always wanted to do or just make? Now is the perfect time rather than using time as a factor for an excuse. If you'd like to learn a new language, Duolingo is a perfect application for that. If you'd like to learn how to cook, YouTube is a great platform for that. If you like to be a content creator, download Instagram, download TikTok and start right away. If you like to learn new courses, LinkedIn is a great platform for that as well. If you like to read new books, InstaRead is a great application. These are my tips and podcast for me is a great outlet to do in my time. So what possibly could you lose from trying? So get started and just do it. Go for it. Welcome back, guys. So we left off on giving you guys more details when it came to my health and um, my side hustle job. <laughs> so um, I'm actually going to start with um, getting a job. Um, of course, now I quit because... <laughs> Then my modeling and working was just, it was really hard to um, balance. But trust me, guys, this job came in the most unexpected way that I could have ever imagined. Like, um, it was actually, um, I was offered this job around February and guys it was via linkedin so guys go check that app out because you never know and to me i was like but i'm modeling like i have a lot of things to do i have shows to go like i don't think i can commit to working a full-time job especially like modeling if you guys know modeling which i'm gonna talk more about modeling i'm gonna break it all down in new segments in the future for you all because I've been getting a lot of DM requests to talk about this what agencies to join blah 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 anyways that's besides the point so if you know Marlene it's a bit irregular because you're called to go on jobs or castings like 
two days before, even sometimes a day before. So it really depends. And when you're doing a full-time job, like you need to be committed. You can't just tell them, hey, I'm... I have a place to go tomorrow. Like you actually need to process it, especially with the job that I was being offered. It was um, at Amazon and uh, it was to work for the Swedish market. And it sounded so intriguing at first, but later I was like, oh, I don't think I can actually do it. I don't think I can do both. And also with that job actually required me to uh, move to another city. So I was kind of like, this is a no, 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 no job for me. But then on the other hand, I always, you know, I always listen to what my dad like tell me. Like I have it at the back of my mind, like never say no to an opportunity. You can always try and then if it doesn't work, then you can always, you know, just quit it or exit it. But at least you try rather than, you know what people say, like, try and fail, but never fail to try. So this was how I saw, like, this opportunity. So I was like, okay, we'll see what where it's going to go, you know? Like, there were so many interviews that, like, <laughs> it was so, so, lo- such a long process with the whole recruitment process that I kind of thought, yeah, I'm definitely not going to be chosen. I didn't put so much effort I would say in it like yeah like I was just kind of it's not gonna work but let me just do it and be like I tried (laughs) and fast forward I got you know I got through the first stage the second stage of the interview and many more things in this um, corporate job then they told me that yeah um expected date is to start like um I think beginning of March and I was like definitely I can't make it like that's like the fashion um week or season in Warsaw Poland so I was like I guys you need to you know give me at least two three weeks off like that's when I can start the list like two three weeks into the month and that's when I can start the training and all those stuff and they were like, oh, that's really going to be hard. But I guess they really wanted me on the team. So I was very flattered. It was really nice. So they kind of told me they will compromise. And guys, mind you, as soon as, you know, the beginning of March or towards the end of February started, this whole pandemic thing started hitting and the lockdown was officially in effect like um around you know the first week of march or the last week of february i'm not really sure so when i heard that a lot of jobs in this shows that 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 i had booked were just being cancelled because obviously fashion shows require mass like a lot of people like crowded people so this was a no-no so actually the fashion industry really suffered um during this pandemic and and i think a lot of models are also suffering from this because a lot of designers are also kind of relying now and kind of being dependent on the virtual lifestyle so it's tough but i guess we'll thrive somehow so when I kind of know how this was playing out, I was like, uh-oh, this is not looking good. Like, I have bills to pay. Like, what's what's going to go on? So I wrote to this recruiter, like, 
you know what? <laughs> I changed my mind. Can we start earlier again? But, you know, it's a whole, like I said, it's a whole corporate organization and everything is a process. So they had already filed my um <laughs> my complaint or wish about starting much, much later and it's been approved. So they were like, no, we cannot, we cannot start, you know, earlier. It has to be the date you actually told us. And in my head, I was like, oh gosh, what have I done? Like, oh geez, like, so I kind of spent two, three weeks doing nothing like I moved to this other city it was by the seaside it was Troimiestro so it's called the tri-city in English so I and I kind of thought it, it was going to be nice for the summertime and you know me working for this company like it would be kind of a nice fresh air and a switch of environment considering that I'm so used to living in the big city in Warsaw but the minute I moved there, I mean, everything was so dead. Like, I had no friends there, obviously. And I was like, what's really going on? And also, the work was going to start, I think, about two weeks then. So I was like, okay, I really can't do this. So I moved back again to Warsaw, you know, to kind of be with friends. And then later, then I was told, yeah... It's not good. We're not going to meet at the office, obviously. So we're going to do everything virtual. Like it was the first time even for Amazon giving trainings to, you know, new employers online, like on virtual. It was crazy. So I was like, why did I even move to another city in the first place? And I was trying to be a planner. I mean, considering that I'm such a spontaneous girl, but I was like, okay, this is a serious job. I can't be like spontaneous and move like during like the last week before I start work. So that's why I moved way, way earlier. But, you know, it was all just, oh my goodness, like pandemic time was real, y'all. So honestly, I was really, really grateful for this job because it really saved my life. It really saved like my life. Else I would have just had to resort to using my savings and, you know, like during the whole pandemic time, things were so uncertain. Like you didn't even know what was going to happen, when it was going to end, when the lockdown was going to be lifted. So the uncertainty just killed a lot of people and even a lot of businesses, to be honest, because I've heard a lot of a lot about like startup businesses and even some normal functioning businesses that went bankrupt or they just closed it down and shut it down. Anyway, so this is really what I meant or what I mean when I said I'm really grateful for that job because it came to me at the time that I really needed it that I myself didn't even know that I needed it. (laughs) You know, that's so ironic. I don't even know. So I honestly believed God, the universe, something out there was really looking out for me so i'm grateful anyways the moral of the story guys is be thankful and also don't pass out on opportunities especially doesn't matter how big or small they are so moving on to why i'm grateful for my health this year i'm gonna give you guys more details into this but let's just take a short break and we'll be right back
these are for my women out there, especially, especially, especially to the single mothers. I just want to use this opportunity to remind you that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to pause. It's okay to take a step back. And it's okay to definitely relax because you deserve it. What I do when I'm stressed is I either go for a massage or I stay home. I take a warm bath. I light my candles and I play a really nice mellow music in the background. For other people, it could be going for a manicure or pedicure. For others, it could be going to get their hair done in the salon. And for some people, it could be doing yoga, whilst other people just staying home with a glass of wine and reading a book. Doesn't matter how long or short this is, as long as you're still and present in the moment. Remember that how you treat others and love upon them is the energy you put on how you love and treat yourself. And don't forget the most important thing, which is self-care is the best care. Welcome back, welcome back, guys. So um, let me just go straight into what I mean by I'm really grateful for my health, what really happened. Um, it was um, this um, summer, so it was around um, May, June, July, if I'm not wrong, or June, July, August, something like this. And actually, um, it rolled over from the work because I was working also when this whole thing snowballed and happened. It started first from like me just getting tired. Like it was so strange, but I just thought, okay, it's because of this whole pandemic indoors stuff. Like, you know, I'm this kind of person that I'm used to going out a lot. But so I kind of thought it was just that. And I wasn't even trying to diagnose it with depression because I'm like, come on, like, I'm still finding other ways to enlighten my mood via TikTok because I just <laughs> got it into this whole TikTok thing, kind of to just have something fun to do. But then it got so bad that from there, from that, you know, me just getting really weak and tired, I started to have uh, serious headaches. And <laughs> this headaches were so weird because it was just on my right side of my head like more so close to my ear side so that was very prevalent so um thankfully thank goodness I had insurance which I'm so grateful for that I had you know Amazon to cover all this for me I mean I'm this kind of person like I never had health insurance since I came to Poland like okay I have the European health insurance from Sweden but I just thought that was you know for emergencies and I had insurance when I was in uni but I never really used them and I never really knew what they covered or you know when and where I can use them or which hospital for that matter so actually this lesson just taught me to always have insurance wherever I go so now that I'm not even working there I had my own private insurance just for myself because your health is really important. 
Anyways, and even though I even had this insurance, I I still paid a lot more. So imagine if I hadn't, you know, if I hadn't had like an insurance before, it would have been a lot, lot more. Like I think in general, I paid about 600 euros just and like in spite of the fact that I had insurance so because it still didn't cover all spectrums of the testings and you know research they were conducting on me so anyways during this whole process obviously I was um I was calling the doctors a lot like on the phone a lot also because you can't just go into the hospital like that during this corona time so after a while they really told me you know what you really need to come for a checkup so I went for like the whole checkup they were like okay you're fine but we don't really know what it's going on with you but it's weird so then they told me okay go do this research go do this blood test go do this scan oh my goodness guys all this (laughs) all the tests and research you guys can ever imagine I've done that and I've never done like this much research in my life except for when I was really younger and I really had a health scare like I had a blood transfusion sometime in Nigeria back then I was super young I don't really remember but that was the only time I really had like a serious health scare and this time was the second time so from there on they were like okay we don't know what's going on then with the, with the whole like me having the headache I had to go do um, MRI scans I had to meet the neurologist then they told me to go see um, a laryngologist and it, it, the list just goes on guys and even some you know specialists were not giving me the right answers and I'll go back to the main person that referred me to the specialist and they say okay go get another opinion and then you know weigh this and just compare the results together so all of these guys were costing a lot of money but at the end of the day I was like it's my life like I can't just work and not I mean, it would have been nicer to spend those money on traveling or, you know, buying stuff. But at the end of the day, it's my health and I had to really take it seriously. And I don't really have my family here with me in, you know, in Warsaw, Poland. So I had to make sure that I had to do what I had to do for myself to really keep me really healthy, wise and secure and to just make my family not really worried about me. From there on, during this whole process time, then I started to experience um, gastro problems, meaning my belly, my stomach, there was, that was also weird. I was having pain and I was like, what is this? I just thought it was something minor that I'm perhaps just gonna, they'll prescribe me a pill and it will be gone. And I went and they were like, this is not normal. You need to go do this. You need to go do like so many things guys I was like what is going on from there they told me I had to take a gastroscopic test like and this is scary like it's really scary because when you're doing a gastroscopic test you don't eat um eight hours before you don't eat you don't drink like I'm kind of used to like you know those um blood tests I would go because I did them in the mornings so I usually um don't eat or drink but this gastro for eight hours like and it was around evening time so imagine being awake and not 
that's crazy. So it was a different kind of fasting for me. So I did that. Thankfully, someone was really there to help me, which was weird because around this time too, I wasn't so comfortable enough to tell people what was going on with me. I don't know why. Maybe because I didn't really knew what really was the main problem for me. But also, I kind of, I don't know. I didn't want to give them this burden that, you know, they should feel sorry for me or be pitiful for me or, you know, the need to help me. And also, I think that also stemmed for, from me also kind of asking other people in the past. And I'm usually not the kind of person to ask people for, people for help. Like, people know this. So, and I'm usually the person that help, but when it comes to receiving it, hmm, it's been a little tough. So, and when I do eventually ask and I don't get the help, like the sense of urgency to hold me back, I just kind of like internalize it and just, you know, like I would never ask. So I never really asked. And the people I kind of also talked to, I was like, hmm, are they really my friends? Because they were not really dead. They're like they would be. And honestly, I don't fault anyone because <laughs> I try to be very like, you know, psycho, like I try to psychoanalyze everything and understand everything you know, and I feel like I don't give anyone, like, my life is my life at the end of the day, I cannot put that on another person, you know, to be there for me in the sense I want them to be for me, that's just crazy, but sometimes it will be nice when you do have those kind of friends, but when you don't have them, you just have to know that you don't have them, and you know where not to turn to when you're in a, you know, different crisis in your life so honestly this part kind of uh, made me <laughs> weigh my friendship more <laughs> and you know I had a friend that was there for me during this whole gastroscopic and I think they literally told me I was saying you know when I was still high from the um, I don't know what it's called the Anastasia I was still high off of that when I when they finished the whole procedures and I was up and I think they told me I was saying yeah my friends ain't shit that's crazy that I even I even somehow unconsciously thought that that's really weird anyways I'm protective of my space right now but um and also I don't fault most of them because honestly I didn't tell them what was up with me so when they saw me out and later I would tell them they'll be like what how how are you even functioning how are you even going here going there I'm like yeah when you're sick the last thing you want to do is being home all the time being useless so I had to make myself somehow useful so um speaking about the health issues um later on Everything was kind of sorted out in the end, in the end. But it took months, you know, just months to get there. Like some, I just finished um, concluding everything um, as of October, some September, and some in the end of August. And in the, towards the mid-August, guys, oh my geez like I had an uber accident yeah uber accident also in the midst of all of this guys like I was like the devil must be trying me now like 
out of everything I'm going through, <laughs> now another accident. Like, guys, it wasn't so um fatal. Like, it wasn't so fatal accident. It wasn't so major. It was minor. But still, guys, like, it could have really gone really, really bad. Like, I had a friend who had an accident and her hand twisted or broke or fractured, something like this, and they had to do serious surgery on her. And my worst nightmare is actually having a car accident. Like, I prefer to fly than to drive. So when that really happened, it really messed up with my mind. It messed up with my psychic. Like, I wouldn't take, you know, Ubers or anything like this. Like, I usually never even take Ubers before. But because I've been going out so, so much, I was like, okay, I need to lay low on the, you know, taxi. The ones that, you know, charge more by meters. So, but when this happened, oh my goodness, I was just taking the taxi all the time. <laughs> my parents were like, this is why you need to get your car and, you know, get yourself situated. But even at that, like, Warsaw already scares me enough driving in the center. You know how it can be really rowdy and congested. So that just gave me a bit of anxiety for a while, honestly. I think when I went back to Sweden, I was driving more. I think it kind of made me a bit calmer when I got back to Warsaw and kind of, okay, I got this. But it was really scary. And when I had the accident in the Uber, the the Uber driver was an older guy. I usually thought they were more careful. I thought, I always think the younger drivers are the careless ones. But, oh, how wrong was I? But he just bumped into another car uh from the back so i kind of just jumped you know like i had a belt but still the belt wasn't that tight enough you know there are those belt belts that are like they're really like belted properly and there's some that even if you go front they just move with you so when that happened i hit my um head slash mouth against the um passenger's back seat the frontal seat from the back so my teeth <laughs> was shaky and you know it was crazy because I'd been coming back from a, a blood test um, hospital and I was going for um, a dentist checkup so coming back from an hospital to another hospital and in between that having an accident that's just crazy so all I could just think about then was I need to go fix my teeth. Like, I was just thinking, oh my goodness, what if I have a crooked teeth? Like, at that point, my whole mouth was swollen, but in my head, I just thought there's so much bigger, like something is going on. Like, I don't know. So I was just thinking, anyways, I have an appointment at the dentist. I really need to go there now and solve it before it's like, you know irreversible or something. So, um, and people were like, no, you need to go to the emergency. I was like, no, no, no. Like, I was, there was so much adrenaline going through my body, I wasn't thinking, but I was like, I just want to go to the dentist, like, the dentist can fix my teeth, then I'll be doing the whole body thing next time, but this is my, you know, like, my face is my money-making <laughs> product, like, I'm modeling, so I can't have my teeth looking weird, like, like, it just means commercial, it will be the end of commercials for me. So I had to go there, then they did the emergency fix-up. And obviously, I had to come multiple of times, you know, they had to glue it together, blah, blah, blah. And then I came back to the crime scene, gave the police my statement, 
and all of that. But it was so crazy, guys. Like, it was just crazy. Like, I mean, they told me, yeah, the insurance are going to reimburse me, but I don't think that's ever going to happen, especially in Warsaw, in Poland. Things just take forever. So honestly, I was just happy that I made it out alive. He didn't get as worse as it would have been. Like, yeah, I had bruises here and there, but at least I didn't have a deeper cut or, you know, something fracturing in my bones. So honestly, I could care less about the insurance company, you know, reimbursing me or compensating me. I was just like, I'm grateful I made it out alive. So honestly, that was that. In regards to, you know, me having the headache stuff, then, you know, they said it wasn't anything neurologically wrong in terms of my brain, that it was with my ears, hence why I was I had to see the laryngologist multiple times. Then I had to do a lot of series of tests with the otoscope, audiometry, otoscopy, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, um, months, I think I did that a month later when I was just back from Sweden because I was just exhausted and tired of taking tests and tests and researches like I was so tired and drained of going to the hospital guys like going in and out of the hospital it's not fun like I was just so tired about every time I'm coming back from the hospital and I have to wash my whole body change my outfit because it stinks you know this hospital smell so I was just so tired, so I was like, this ear is gonna have to wait. Currently, I can hear on both sides, so I'm I'm just gonna wait till later. So when I was back, after like a month, I went back, did the whole test, and they were like, guys, like, they told me, your ears are fine, there's nothing wrong, you know, it was maybe back then the bacteria, but now you're good. And I was like, what, really? Are you sure? Like, they found something before, and now, all of a sudden, everything is gone? Like, I was super happy. Like, I was so, so grateful. I was like, this is God. Like, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. So I was like, this must be a miracle. Like, So that's how my whole health scare came to an end. Like, it was a great miracle, guys. And I'm just glad that I made it out alive. So when I tell you guys, be grateful. I know what I'm talking about. Be grateful that you can talk, you can smell, you can taste, you can hear, you can see, you can move, you can walk, you can, oh my God, breathe. Like every little single thing matters, you know? Like once that thought really crosses your mind, honestly, just say, I'm grateful for this because... <laughs> It's no joke when something is wrong with your body and you honestly don't know what it is. So anyways, I'm really grateful for how my life has turned out in the end. It all worked. And honestly, I'm grateful for just the obstacles that I've passed through because I'm on the other side and I'm thriving and that's great news. And also, shout out to literally all my loyal friends out there. Like, yeah, I have a small circle, even though a lot of people think I have a lot of friends because I'm such an extrovert person. But honestly, (laughs) there's just a few people I can really, really call my close friends. And those people I'm really grateful for as well. So guys, like I said earlier, let me know what you're grateful for on my dm or wherever you guys can reach me out on 
I'm going to be having my first ever guest on my podcast next episode. So guys, stay tuned because we're going to be talking about sex. So it's going to be really fun, educative, hot and steamy. So see you guys next time. Thank you guys for listening and staying tuned till now. If you like this episode or you would like me to talk about something else in my next episode or you have questions, comments, anything, just DM me on my Instagram account, Agnesita, A-G-N-E-S-S-I-T-T-A and I'll get back to you guys. It's your girl Agnes on On Ghetto Stories.